I'd say one of the two major heartbeats of Manchester is music, the other being football. It's such a pleasure to be a part of this and to be a part of such a, a you know, such a great community. I guess it's um, like a family base now, isn't it? It's just having that, I think, support and you can just see other people around you that need you as much as you need them. You know, the fitness side's a massive bonus. But yeah, I just, I just wanted to go and just make some new mates, and I have. They're all part of it because they've all promoted what we're about and that whole ethos, which is which is amazing. In this edition of the Happy Sundays podcast, I'm chatting to someone who has been mentioned a lot in the previous episodes. After finally being able to tie him down and work around his very busy schedule, I'm delighted to say that Hayden Delbridge is the next guest on the Happy Sundays podcast. So for those who don't know, Hayden is the instructor for the fitness classes that Happy Sundays offers in partnership with his personal training brand, HD Fitness and Wellbeing. Now later on in the episode, we'll talk a little bit about how this partnership came to be, and Hayden will go into what is an offer in the classes in a lot more detail. But before then, we take the opportunity to get to know Hayden a little bit, find out what made him want to become a trainer, and whether it was something he always wanted to do. And also, he'll go over what to expect from him if he were to work on a one-to-one basis. He will also go over tips for beginners and ways in which to stay motivated and on track. Now this is a really great episode so we would appreciate it if you could give it a like and a share and follow the official Happy Sundays podcast wherever it is you listen to them. We are available on Spotify, Apple and Anchor.fm. As always please do check out our website happysundays.co.uk for all the latest news and sessions that are taking place as well as links to all our social media. Another shout out must also go to the sponsor of the podcast, that's Reliable Electrical Supplies, for making this episode and the ones previous to it able to happen. So, enjoy this episode with Hayden Delbridge of HD Fitness and Wellbeing. Hayden Delbridge, welcome to the Happy Sundays podcast. It's nice to finally have you on. I know. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been been um, a while trying to get get a time sorted, but we're here now getting it sorted. Yeah, well, this is it. This is what I was going to say because obviously, in the previous two podcasts, we've had your names come up numerous times within it, and I kept saying, "Yeah, you know, we need to get him in. We need to get him in." But we've just been like ships passing in the night, really, haven't we? Um, just like you know, trying to find a decent time and whatnot. So, but you know, we have I've managed to nail it down now for a little bit for for. A little, a little while, so we've got this recorded and get it out there to the masses, if you like. So you've listened to the first two. I know you have. You told me you really enjoyed them. Uh, how does it feel now being behind the mic on your own one? Uh, big, big shoes to fill. You know, I think um, Mark leading the way with his story he had something amazing to tell, didn't he? So you had something to go off straight off the back of that. So it's a. Uh, it's good to be third in line and find the gate sorted. And obviously in the last one that we did, that was obviously like our little sort of introduction to Happy Sundays. And you were mentioned quite heavily in that because obviously we're doing the fitness classes now and we will mention that a little bit later. But before we sort of like get into that, because you've just to sort of give people a bit of background, you've been with us, like a lot of us now, a lot of people that are involved in this, you've been with us since the very, very beginning. Firstly, as a participant and then as the host of the fitness classes that we do as well now in partnerships with yourself. But before we get on to all of that, I want to do what I've done in the previous podcast and just take everything right back to the start, right back to the start of your journey, which I suppose is a bit weird for you because you're going to be used to speaking to people at the start of their journeys, aren't you? 
Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I suppose like putting this shoe on the other foot here a little bit, it's going to be a little bit strange for you. But you're in good company and people listen to it are going to be in good company as well. Yeah. So, so you know, you're in a safe space here with, with, with us all. So, yeah, as I said, back to the very, very start. So have you have you always lived in Withyshaw? Is that, or have you lived somewhere else before here? No, um, always. I grew up in Withyshaw, went to Bagley All Primary School, um, through to New All Green High School with yourselves. So, Always yeah. been quite local to the area. Yeah, because I know when I spoke, obviously when I spoke with Mark, is he said that he moved here not too long ago because he lived in Chilo Hume. And he said, like, the big thing that he found about being in Willishaw was the sense of community. Would you say that's something that you've been, that, you, that you've noticed sort of growing up around here? Yeah, definitely. I think we've going to, obviously, Bagley Hall and New Orleans Green and having friends in the area who go to different schools, you sort of fall into different friend groups, don't you? Um, you know, with, mm. with yourselves, um, all through primary school, all the way through to high school and college, you'd always go down the road and you'd know someone. There's always that sense of a bit of belonging and just knowing familiar faces. You always bump into someone you know. And I think mm. going shopping with my dad when I was younger, he was the same. You know, he he was one of those people or he's one of those people that will shout <laughs> over across the road because he, he knows someone's face from high school years ago. So I think that just, um, yeah, that epitomises it, to be fair. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you mentioned, you mentioned then that you, uh, so Bagley always your primary school yeah. and you all agree with your high school, yeah? Yeah. Yep, that's where we first met as well. Just again to give people a little bit a bit of background, we uh, went to school together at New Orleans Green. There, now I know the answer to this, but just for people sort of listening in, were you always like pretty sporty, pretty fit at school? Yeah, so I'm one of those. I was never academic in terms of being clever. I was always middle class with everything. I enjoyed being out with a ball or you know whether that be football basketball running around in the playground um even through to college where you know we couldn't wait to get out and i've never been the best at probably any sport that i've been been through um always been quite mediocre but I've always loved doing it and I think that shows with with a lot of things that we do. Definitely. I think as well, when when you were at school, I mean, for me, sort of looking from the outside in, there was always, oh, again, one thing that I forgot to mention is that you're a twin. Yeah. So obviously there's <laughs> yourself and there's Ricky, obviously both of you were going through through school together and you were all, I think you were quite lucky because I know that people have gone to school like with, with, with a brother or a sister who's been a twin in the past and they've had different friendship groups but yourself and Ricky were quite lucky, I think, in the sense that all of your friends were exactly the same. Like we were friends with you both rather than just friends with one of you. And it, and again, as I said before, from the outside looking in, it always looked that like yourself and Ricky would go down the fitness path later on in life because it just sort of, as you sort of mentioned then, you were always with a ball or doing some sort of sport, running or, or cross country or basketball, football, something like that. Both yourself and Ricky were always doing something like that. So it always seemed like that would be the path that one of you or both of you would take. Is that something that you had in mind when you were at school, that this is the path that I want to do? Or has this come sort of like later on in life? Yeah, it's, it's interesting you should say that. We used to get that quite a lot. Obviously, we've been quite close growing up and we've always had similar interests. I'm sure you can remember a few sets of twins or even, you know, siblings in general who've just got completely different interests, um, especially with us. But we grew up in the same football team, you know, uh, Bench or Celtic. Ricky's always been a lot better than me at football in terms of being a great goalkeeper that you've seen uh, every week you know everyone always loves to have a go at how good it is at times but yeah I think um, I always wanted to do something sporty when I went to 
when I left school, I went to do public services because I wanted to join a, a public service. But I remember in, I think it was year 10 or 11, I went to do my um, work experience in a gym in town. I think it was called Monty's Fitness Gym. All right. Okay. And I was shadowing a personal trainer for a week and I loved it. Right. And I was cleaning a bit of equipment and I walked away from that and I thought, you know what? I'd love to do this. But over the years, and this this sounds quite bad, actually, because I'd spoke to a few personal trainers and they'd always say to me, it's really good money by per hour, but don't do it because, you know, you don't get many clients. It's, it's hard working for yourself. And you'd always get the negative side of it from people who maybe weren't doing so well. So I might have been in the wrong people at the time. So I'm sure we'll go through that in more detail at some point anyway. But I was just going to say then, so the... Seed was sown essentially back in like year 10, year 11 when you went away and did your, your work experience. So th- so even then you were th- sort of thinking this might be something that, you know, there might be something in it for me here. With yeah, this. definitely. I think, I don't know if I, if going through school and even now I've never been, I've never been the type of person that wants to go away and make a lot of money. Um, that's just, I don't know if that'll come as I get older. Um, I don't know, but I've never really wanted to, you know, go make a million. I've always wanted to do something mm. I love. That's it, yeah. Ch- ch- chase a passion instead. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect that. I think a lot of people listening will respect that as well. So you said then that the seed was sown sort of like year to 11, but you spoke to PTs who said, like, don't don't really do it. So did that make you sort of put it to the back of your mind then? Yeah, so it went to the back of my mind. And I think especially when you're younger talking to people older than you, you can be quite, you can be influenced quite easily, can't you? You know, yeah. if they're telling you not to do it. And I think because Ricky, um, I think a couple of my mates were doing this course in the uh, sixth form, but it got changed into, um, it got bought all within a uh, new or green bought it off Manchester college, you know, the sixth mm. form across the road. Yeah. So we went there with a couple of people we knew, and that was the safe thing to do, you know, go to college, do a few years in public services, go and join the police, the fire service, the ambulance, you know, that was sort of a cushy sort of idea plan for the future. Okay, yeah. Whereas because you'd been told like this stuff from the trainers in the past, maybe thought at that point, do you know what, that's not going to be as cushy, it's not going to be, well, not so much cushy because you know it's hard work being a police officer or a firefighter, but it's not going to be sort of like, you have a set wage, this is what you're going to get every month. Yeah, it's more like you have to sort of find your own clients make your own wage sort of thing that's what again when you said you put it to the back of your mind that's sort of what you were maybe thinking with that or did that sort of come a little bit later that come a little bit later because I, I had another conversation with someone probably about just when lucas was born so we're talking nearly seven years ago i had a conversation with someone but i think towards the end of school or particularly in year 11 and it's it, this is a phrase that i understand why people say it parents and teachers but it gets out of hand in the terms of so we're taught in school to keep our head down and get on with it yes so that that's really bad in my opinion Mm. because we're told to keep our head down and crack on with it you know get a job as soon as you leave school um go to college earn a bit of money go and get a good education but then when it comes to lifting our heads up into the real world we struggle a little bit don't we so i think that's what i did at the start and until i lifted my head up a little bit and looked around and thought you know what I'm going to go for what I really want to do here. Yeah. Well, that was my next sort of question. So, like, I put there, you know, did you know from leaving school that you wanted to be a PT? We've sort of established that not really, like, kind of, but sort of not really. So when did it occur that you were sort of going to say, do you know what, I'm going to take this leap now and I'm going to go and do it. So you were working elsewhere at the time, but before you sort of decided this, didn't you? Yeah. So when I was working at 
So I worked for Iceland for seven years. Um, Lucas was born and I left shortly after that. I ended up at Simpsons. You know what? I enjoyed I enjoyed the company. Um, I enjoyed who I worked with. It was a great company mm. to work for. They always treated me quite well. But I knew that I, A, I wasn't good at it. I like to I like to think, and I'm sure anyone who listens to this who works with me at Simpsons would believe that I wasn't very good at my job. I was good to have around, um, but I wasn't very good at it directly. And it just become a point where I wanted, to, I wanted to be a PT, so I looked into it again. Um, looked into it again. Went to sign up for a course. Again, I got put off by someone who I spoke to. Right. How long ago was this? This was... So it was just before I had an operation on my shoulder. Um, so that's about 2017, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be around yeah, there. Yeah. Around there. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I, I, and then I thought, I put, I put myself off it again. After that... Um, I got the injury to my shoulder and I know it sounds quite pathetic, but I thought I'm not going to do a course where I can't even do a push-up. I couldn't do a push-up at the time because of how bad my shoulder was. Right. I'm, I'm due an operation. So there's no point in doing a course if I'm waiting for an operation. So in my right. head, ev- ev- everything was going to happen after my operation. I must have yeah. weighed about 10 and a half stone to put into context. I weigh uh, 14 and a half now and in my head I thought, you know, cause I, I, I'd always look quite young. I've been told by quite a few people at the moment that, I've grew 10 years in the last five of how my body shape's changed and about how my face has changed. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I'd say it's definitely a glow up. <laughs> <laughs> don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, in my head, I thought no one's going to listen to me and my knowledge wasn't the best. We all go to the gym um, and think we know quite a mm. lot if you, in terms of if you go often, if you're confident enough. But it was it wasn't until um, I'm not going into too much detail about this. Something happened. Um, a friend got ill. Um, he's fine now. But when he told me that and he left, I thought, what if someone told me today that I had a potentially life-threatening illness? The next day, I'm not I'm not joking. I went onto the course and I just applied for it. I thought, you know what? I'm happy at Simpsons. I can't see myself here and enjoying it. I want to go for something I'm passionate about and. I went for it. The day later, I signed up. A couple of days after that, um, I got all the information through and sorted out. Sort of. Home. A couple of days after that, um, I think it was on Lucas's birthday actually, um, which was the fourth of April that year. No, it's the fourth year. It's fourth of April every year, but the fourth. <laughs> I just realised that we said that. I was sort of like, I love that we space there. It changes every year. <laughs> yeah. So. That year, um, I got all the paperwork through the post, and that's when it started. So that's just a little insight of why. Wow. Just from a complete sort of like, I mean, well, I know it wasn't that so much like a complete sort of like total leap of faith, but essentially it was like this this thing, this event had happened day after, bang, let's let's do it. Yeah, definitely. I think wow. it, it was quite an eye-opener. I know it sounds it sounds quite cheesy when I tell people, but that is honestly. I think that sometimes something opens your eyes, doesn't it? And it was it's funny because um, after I had the shoulder operation, I started getting a little bit bigger. So I started to fill out my T-shirts at work and people used to ask me, oh, you're a personal trainer now? Like just because I gained a little bit of size, they'd ask me. And then I remember someone come up to me and he said, so-and-so said you're a PT, can you sort something out for me? So I said, who? I, I don't know who told her that day, but yeah, it was a bit strange. Still don't know to this day. No, I know the person who asked me, but I don't know the person yeah. who told her that. Maybe she just mm. presumed, I don't know. Very strange, but yeah. 
the world works in mysterious ways, as, as we started seeing there, with you taking that sort of leap of faith. And, you know, as we can clearly see now, you know, hindsight, looking back, you know, it, it's definitely sort of worked out. So in terms of training as a PT, so you said you got all your stuff through on um, on Lucas's. That's that's his son, by the way, for people listening. Yeah. Lucas is his son. Um, you got that through on, um, on his birthday. So in terms of going away and training, how long did that take and what was sort of like the process with that? So I don't know anyone who's uh, gone through any sort of, I don't know if you call it an adult course then. Uh, mid-20s when, you, when you're when doing anything like that, it's presumed mm. as a sort of like an adult course isn't it? or a night Like course. a night? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's going to say night, like a night school or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so this was, uh, we didn't have to attend like a weekly class or anything like that. It was all online-based so you'd have all your paperwork, um, no exams. It was all course-based. And then you'd have your practical exam. So you'd go in uh, for four days. You'd learn different uh, techniques in terms of um, training methods and body types, different sort of nutrition ideas, and just quite general knowledge about, around how to de- deal with a one-to-one training session. And then at the end of those four days, you'd book in um, your sort of physical exam. So you'd have to go in, you'd have to, you'd be shadowed by one of the coaches and you'd run through someone's session, um, sort of like in 15 minutes, you'd break everything down into 15 minutes. You'd have to show confidence in dealing with someone one-to-one, you know, asking about any injuries, et cetera. Um, And that was level two and level three. So and a nutrition so we went through that and it took me about of working full-time at the minute i think it took me about a year and a half two years to complete it and i was all doing it i mean because obviously we're doing this through zoom online everything this was all like pre-pandemic i take it all pre-pandemic yeah yeah so obviously during the pandemic everything moved online learning for colleges schools universities night schools everything went online but that do i mean doing all the modules online with that did was did you find that difficult or would you have preferred to have been in the classroom or was or was it better for you having it all in front of you doing it sort of in your own time as, as it were i think it has its positives and its negatives if if you're told to do something in your own time you can put it off for quite a while can't you but yeah a lot of, it was good I, I say this quite a lot to people but when you start learning something you enjoy you take it in a lot easier I remember going through school and, you know, getting taught maths and English and, you know, literacy and all that crap. Um, <laughs> but I know I, I couldn't take it in. Um, I don't know no. if it was just me, but I couldn't take in that knowledge because I didn't enjoy it. But with this, it was like everything they told me, I'd cling on to it. So everything I'd read, I'd cling on to it. And I'd, I'd not mm. only cling on to it, but I'd talk to people like the next day and they it would enlighten them. And I enjoyed that sort of, Giving my giving what I've learned to other people. And would your face light up when you were talking about this sort of thing with people then? Oh, definitely. Um, I've had to tone it down a bit, but I remember <laughs> when so when I first started personal training, I like you similar to yourself, I'd go through sort of a consultation, you know, with, mm. with it's like roles reverse this, but I'd um, ask him everything that I think is appropriate to ask before you start training with someone. And quite often I'd I'd feel like I'm shouting at him. <laughs> so because I'm that. I'm that passionate about it and I love it that much that it felt like I was sort of shouting at him. Mm. Um, so I'd have to tone that back. But yeah, definitely. My eyes would definitely light up. So that's what I was going to start going to next. So you said then about your consultations sort of thing. So talk us through that where someone signs up with you as a client. I mean, obviously I've done this with you myself. Uh, I know a few other people involved within Happy Sundays are clients of yours now. 
Um, so you will have done this with them. You said that you were, you asked sort of appropriate questions. So I know that it's tailored and that everybody's sort of different. But is but in terms of the standard questions that you would ask somebody, what sort of things would would you t- sort of tend to go through with someone? So I I have my sort of bulk four or five questions that I ask them ask everyone. Hmm. Um, I want to know about them. I want to know what makes you tick. What your what your everyday life looks like. Hmm. Quite often, then people start telling me what they eat. I'm not, I don't want to know yet. I want to know about you. I want to know about what limitations you think you have. I want to know um, what your passions are, mm. what time you get up in the morning. I know it all sounds quite odd at first, yeah. but once we start talking about this, we, we, people quickly realise that they don't spend enough time on themselves. So we then go through sort of obvious, obvious things like your weight. Mm. Um, in the day and age we're living at the moment, obesity is on, on the rise in there. That's clear to see yeah. everyone. Um, it gets well documented. But stuff like that gets put to the side a, a little bit. I want to know about people. I don't just want to know what you eat and mm. how much you weigh. I want to know at a personal level because I think with personal trainers, I don't know. I don't know a hell of a lot, but people can be quite robotic. It'll be kind of like, sign up with me. Um, I'll help you lose 10 stone. I'll help you get rock hard abs. You know, these are all quite materialistic stuff mm-hmm. in terms of an end product. But I want to show you how you can get there. I want to make sure that you're, you're learning as you're going. I don't just want to turn up every week and you rely on me telling you what to do. Exactly. You know, you know, I, I, speaking about you personally, I really enjoy coming away from our sessions because I think you really do take in what I'm telling you. So when I come away from you, I think you're learning every week from it and that feels great. That was, well, that was, again, that was something I was going to ask. So I've, I know from working with other trainers in the past, from working with you, and even from doing this sort of course myself, um, the less I about that, the better though, <laughs> that, it's not what you do with the trainer in that hour. It's what you do away from it, away from the sessions. It's what you do in that week or it's what you do in that few days. If you have two sessions or three sessions a week, it's what you're doing in between them sessions that that count and that go towards it. Would you say that's right? Or would you sort of say there's a little bit of sort of leeway in within that? No, I'd say you're spot on. Um, it's something I make very clear in the first session with people. If you can, don't get me wrong, there is a few clients of mine who are just simply not confident enough to do stuff on their own yet. And it's mm. as simple as that. And they will get stronger, they'll get fitter, they'll get more confident doing one training yeah. session a week. Which is fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's my job to make sure they're comfortable going away. I'm not going to force them into mm. an environment they feel uncomfortable with. Don't get me wrong, the quicker you do it, the better. You know, rip the band-aid mm. off. But, you know, get out there in your own time i'm there to make sure that you feel fully supported in that and you spot on there you know if you're with your training if you're with your coach one day a week for an hour you've got another six days there where you could just be sat on your backside so yeah i don't think that anybody it's like you're driving lessons you can have a driving lesson a week but at some point you're gonna have to take your test and mm. you know you've got to do your, your um you've got to do that and then go out and learn to drive on your own you know, yeah, you've got to learn the theory. I mean, yeah, yeah. with that, you've got to, it's a, yeah, with with driving lessons. Again, less said about that, the better. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, you know, you've got to you've got to learn the theory in order to go away and take your theory test and be ready to take your practical test and you know to get yourself ready. And with that, you only have like one hour a week with an instructor. And it's exactly the same with this, really. I, I'd say. So yeah, it's a nice sort of little analogy that I, I think. So. 
you said that that took you sort of about a year and a half, two years to qualify. So you were qualified around sort of end of 2018, beginning of 2019. Yeah. And how long after that did it sort of take you to develop and set up uh, what is since become HD Fitness and Wellbeing? So I, I think it would have been around July when I fully passed, fully qualified. The day... July 19. Yeah, around then, yeah. I think. I'm, I'm so bad with yeah. dates. <laughs> <laughs> But especially with COVID, you know, we've, we've lost we've lost a couple of years, haven't we? Yeah, still in 2019, me, myself, so it's exactly, all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, around 2019, July, I, when, as I was doing my um, course, a couple of people had messaged me, so, oh, you're doing a course. I'd, whilst I was doing my course, I forgot to mention, I was training four people at work for free. So I'd use the tips oh. and gym. I was training for free, and it was, so, if I'd uh, recommend to anyone, um, if you're studying to do something, if you, whether it be personal training, you know, um, whatever your interests are, teach people and sh- for free. You okay. are you're going to be helping people, and they'll really appreciate that at no cost. And the knowledge that you'll gain will be invaluable. So that's one piece of advice, uh, one little nugget for you there. Do it for free at first because you'll love it that much that it will feel it'll feel weird getting paid. But, but yeah. And it was interesting because I had four people. I asked them if I could train them for free until I finished my course. I had someone who, I had a guy who wanted to lose weight. I had a Muslim guy who, whilst we was training, uh, went through Ramadan. So that was quite an interesting wow. experience in terms of how so, so fasting then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting wow. to look at how fasting can impact energy levels. I had a female that just wanted to train to feel better about herself. Um, and I had someone else who wanted to lose a lot of weight. So it gave me a lot of experience in, because at first I would go into those sessions and I'd want to just beast them. You know, mm. in my mentality back then, I was thinking, right, if my client's not absolutely sweating their backside out after 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour, I've not done my job. I quickly, very, very quickly realized, no, it's not about that. You've got to mm. understand what they want and help them in their way. Don't get me wrong, if someone was underweight and they told you they wanted to lose weight, you're not going to help them lose weight. So you need to sort of look at what you're doing, why you're doing it, um, and how you can help that client get ever so slightly closer to their goals. So I I did that at first. As soon as I passed my qualifications, someone said, you know, I want to start paying you now. One of the people I was teaching for free or coaching for free started paying me. I had two other people, one family friend and someone else, a friend of a friend, started training them straight away. So that was um, three or four clients up. So I'd go to work for eight, I'd finish at four, I'd be straight to a client at half four, I'd be with my next client at about half six, and then my next one at eight. So that's sort of what my days were looking like until... um, until COVID hit. So you were doing that sort of, so you were working full time and then training in the evenings? Yeah. Wow. So, wow. I had this... I, so did, you not, did you not get like burnt out or anything with that then? No. I think back then, because I was on such a high and I'd go through... Power through it. It sounds bad, but I'd be in work planning my sessions with people. I don't think it does sound bad though. Like you said then, you know, you, you were at... Simpson, to, it was a means to an end. It was yeah, something yeah. that you were doing just to pay the bills, sort of thing. And, you know, you've always got to have passions in life, and if that was your passion, with whatever you're doing it, you know, if you were sort of sat there, I'll, I'll, I'll use the term daydreaming, but I know you weren't sort of daydreaming. But if you were just sort of like planning in your head what you were going to do when you get home, this is what I'm going to go away and do, and this is what I like to do, and this is a passion that I eventually want to do. 
as a career to get paid for, I don't think there's much wrong with that at all. And I think I think people listening will sort of think there's not much wrong with that either, to be fair. There's people out there listening who probably do this now, you know, they work full time, but I've got a side hustle that they probably put a little bit more energy into than they probably should do or at the minute. But I don't I don't think there's much wrong with it. And I don't think anyone listening will sort of begrudge you for doing that at all. And obviously it's paid off. So fair play. <laughs> Definitely. So I had plenty sessions and I remember at Joe, so I passed my course and my manager brought me into a meeting and she's one of the nicest people you'll meet. And she just mm. said to me, you know, have you got sort of a time limit? So I said to her, I think, so when did we have COVID hit in... March, March 2020. So it was, yeah. it was a little bit before that. And she said, just give me a time frame of when you think you're going to leave. So she said, I'm not going to put any more work on you because you're not putting your all into it. And she, she completely okay. understood why. So That's good. She was really understanding. Um, yeah. Not long after that, obviously, COVID hit. Um, and then that, I lost, ended up losing that job anyway. So I got made redundant. So again, like that's like, again, sort of like not, not an enforced one, but again, a little bit of a leap of faith, really. Yeah, definitely. So as soon as, as soon as COVID hit, I knew that I was expendable is the word. Yeah. Is that the I word? Yeah. So I, <laughs> I'm I, sure, I'm sure someone listening will correct us. Yeah, they'll be sure in touch it like, use this word here and that's not the right word. Like, well, I, I, who am I to correct him? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so I got, I got made redundant, but as soon as COVID hit, I, we all, went put on furlough so I was on furlough um sorry I worked from home for three days and was all put on furlough right I knew I wasn't going back so what I did during that time was I put a plan together I made sure that my consultation was nailed I made sure that my um my structure of my session in so if someone blocked 10 weeks I knew exactly what I'd be doing over that 10 weeks I'd get up go for a walk come back in and I'd make sure that I've got all the, the plan that I sent you the layout of that that was all done yeah. in the first lockdown so that's okay. sort of thing I knew what I wanted to do I wanted I knew who I wanted to help and I knew what I wanted to do in terms of a long-term plan and one of my plans was I wanted to I've been I wanted to do this for years well for, I say for years as soon as I started my course I wanted to I wanted to train Timpson colleagues at a reduced rate during working hours. Right. Okay. And, and I got a presentation planned out. I had a few people at work look at it and they said it was nailed on your need to show James Timpson. I just bottled it for months. Um, <laughs> as soon as I got the notification that I was getting made redundant, I emailed one of the um, directors at Timpson's and I said, I've got a proposal, what I make, who do I speak to? He said, I'd love to hear it. I sent him out a business plan. I said, I want to help Timpson colleagues in working hours. I believe that they work so hard. A lot of Timpson colleagues don't take breaks. My idea is that during their hours, they come down and see me for 45 minutes to an hour and they go back up to the desk. They're going to pay me a reduced rate than I do from a one-to-ones because it's all in one place. Mm-hmm. He messaged me back and said, I love the idea. Drop me an email when the gym's open. As soon as we got the, uh, as soon as Boris told us when the gyms were open mm-hmm. again, I emailed him back and I said, the gyms are opening. This is what they're doing in terms of COVID um, safety. Yeah. Mailed him a full list of health and safety. I knew exactly what I wanted. I know, knew exactly who I wanted to help. During that phase, I went from, um, I had about five clients at the time. I went from five clients to 26 clients in two weeks. Wow. So that, me getting made redundant was the best thing that happened to me in terms of um, my career. But, one thing I will say is a lot of people say I landed on my feet. I worked damn hard to land exactly. on my feet. 
And yeah, yeah, because a lot of people will sort of like, like now with me, with like to, to, to sort of like give myself an exa- as an example, I will see people who I've not seen for years and they'll be like, oh my God, look at you. Like, like, like it's just happened. It's like, well, no, there was like a year long, well, about, about five years now, we've just like constantly working every day to get here. So whilst it may look like an overnight success on the outside, it definitely wasn't. And I think that's what you were sort of getting out there really, weren't you? It was like, I don't want us to, I don't want to compare us to Messi, but it's like Messi says, it took him 17 years to become an overnight success. There you go. Yeah, it's a great quote. It's a great quote and it's, and it's true. So that that's, um, yeah, oh, it's brilliant. It's good. And I think it's bad how you go from five clients to 26. So in terms of getting that many clients on at once, most people will find that a little bit overwhelming, but were you sort of like, do you know what? I'm ready for this. I'm absolutely like, let's grab, let's grab, grab it by the balls basically and go for it. Yeah, definitely. But I was so confident that I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an arrogant person by any means. I know that I'm good at what I do. I know that I'm good at helping the people that I want to help. I know exactly what my niche is. If someone said to me, I want to step on stage and compete, that would be like a no for me because I wouldn't have a clue. Okay. In terms of, I made myself prepared, you know, over whatever lockdown was. During lockdown, when the measures got lifted a little bit, I got an email of someone called Richard Rowe. So okay. he was my, and this is like a, it was a big break for me, this, like, we worked together for about a year and a half, but him messaging me was the moment everything changed. So okay. during lockdown, he messaged me. He said, I am a... I've heard you're a personal trainer. I checked out, um, I seen that you commented on someone's status, Josh Deegan's. And he said, and it's it was so weird how this came about because he's not a friend with you, I don't think. He said, but he's, I think he's a friend with Joe. And Joe had commented on your status. And he'd seen... He is I, now, by the way. He is now. Oh, he wasn't then, but he is now. <laughs> <laughs> so we put it out there. He'd <laughs> seen that, I think he'd seen that Joe had commented on your status and it came up as a... On a, as a so and so however the algorithm yeah. works hmm. and he you see me commenting on it saying oh i'd love to help and it's ironic because hmm. that was the start of happy sundays as well i want it um you you're doing my job for me Hayden, know, yeah. this is all what was coming next and you, <laughs> you've, you've you've segued into it beautifully but yeah anyway carry on <laughs> <laughs> sorry um oh yeah, yeah you do as i say you're doing me fair. you're doing me job for me so it's fine so <laughs> you, you commented on that and then Anyway, that back then we didn't probably know how big Happy Sundays would be, but he said you was a nice enough person to offer to help. I thought I mm. messaged you. Bearing in mind at this point, my Instagram was brand new. I probably had about 40 followers. Um, back then I had no before or after pictures. I had no sort of physical evidence that I was good at what I did. Mm. So I met him um, a couple of days later and we started training. He was he we had a consultation and I must have done it right because he he gave me the money on the day. You know, I just met this person. I've walked away and he's paid for however many sessions he paid for. Wow. Seen him for twice a week. And like yourself, he took everything on board. And, you know, I think he'd lost about a stone before I started with him. Um, And then he lost about eight eight and a half, nine stone while we were training. So his picture that I put on my Instagram, his very first picture, I think he lost about four stone at that point. That gave me probably about six clients wow. through word of mouth. So that yeah. was one of the moments where, you know, during lockdown, that helped me a lot because I mm. took that before and after picture into Timpsons, if you like, and people had seen evidence already 
and then wanted to train with me. Yeah, as a sort of thing to say, like, you know, if you take the advice on board, if you, as we said before, do the bits in between the sessions where you go away and take what you've learned and apply it away from the sessions, this is what's good, you know, this is what you could achieve, sort of thing. Yeah, but like bullseye, let's have a look at what you could have won. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll always say to everyone, you know, like we've covered it now, you put in the work, it can be quite daunting and overwhelming at first but hmm. i'm not going to come up and get you out of bed every, in the morning every day it's you who's got to put in the work and if you're accountable to that and realize it's it's on you you can have the support of people around you i'll be there every week to give you a little bit of a nudge and provide you with a little bit of knowledge and you know give you some wisdom but it's you that's got to put in the work and there's quite a few people now who, who realise that and really take that on board. So, as I said a second ago, you know, you've done a nice sort of little segue into how you got involved with Happy Sunday. So I mentioned at the start that you've been with this since the start and it all came about through uh, myself and Joe putting, just putting something out onto the internet, on, into the university and we're starting this football session. If people want to join in, it's going to be at such and such a venue at such and such a time. I think it was back at MEA back then come down play it's five aside obviously now it's like nine aside and we have 36 people every week it's massive it's become this this monster if you like but right at the start you as you sort of said a minute ago you put a comment on i think it was my status it might be joe's is one of us just saying let me know more about this i'd love to get involved and involved you have first off as a participant coming down to the the football sessions and and really enjoying that and and taking part in them and then a short while ago an opportunity presented itself with one of our partner schools that we that we're with in terms of the pitches um over at St Paul's who we'll be moving back to in April um somebody there presented something to you didn't they and said do you do you want to do this and you were like yes let, let's get that done yeah. so just tell us a little bit about that and about the the classes that we hold now yeah so aside from so when i first got involved with the football initially i think it was nathan who asked me and ricky to get involved he said oh uh, josh deegan's playing you know adam artis is there and then mm. as soon as we went up I've, I've never been like mega close mates with joe um i've mm. no always known of him um probably someone who had say hi to but never stop and have a conversation with so, yeah but I, I loved the idea of it because it really fell into what i do i mm. to give a bit of background as well i help uh people who aren't confident to some people aren't confident to leave the house so i want to train complete beginners new to exercise or coming back from injuries or coming back from you know a, a, a weight loss journey that's failed and it really fell into place with this. So when I seen the atmosphere, it really helped me because I've always suffered with knee injuries and it gave me a good way back into it without people screaming at you for losing a ball or what have you. Um, and it was, it's really funny because, again, I know that, you know, we've, we've speak about the stars aligning, um, but <laughs> I remember I'd speak to uh, Joe Sherritt, who was down from Italy at the time, and I said, I want to start running classes. Um mm. And I, I thought to myself, if I start running classes, I know that some of the Happy Sundays bunch will, will join it and, you know, get involved. I just yeah. thought, where, so what? Uh, one week I wrote down places in Sale. I wrote the some community centres in Sale and Wibbenshaw and the surrounding mm. areas. And I thought, right, it was a Friday night. I wrote these down. I thought, on Monday, I'm going to ring up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this. I've got this, I've got this idea. I've got limited equipment. And I want to run sort of a fitness class sort of circuit style. I knew exactly how I wanted to do it, who I wanted to attract. I kid you not, the next day I got a message off Joe and it read something like, 
hiya mate um tell me if this is a crap idea but i've just been told by gary who works at saint paul's that we can have mm. his heart to run some classes and i messaged him back and it's one of those like i cannot believe you've just said that yeah and but the time is perfect the timing was like insane because I, yeah. you know, i'd even had someone ring a couple of places for me he said it's at saint paul's i don't know what the hall's like but he said it's always free and we can have it he said i don't know if it's going to be what it's going to cost but let me know so I think right. it was that Saturday morning. So I said, absolutely. And I think I forwarded that onto Joe Sherritt because I said, you won't believe what's just happened. <laughs> um, so he's like, oh my God, that's amazing. So I put that yeah. forward. I think me and Joe met the following Thursday. We went over it, went on, went over how much we wanted to charge. And I said to him, look, in my head, I've always had four pound. I've always mm. wanted to charge four pound for class. Under a five always seems um, affordable. It's 50p more than your Tesco meal deal. So, you know, there's, there's no there's no excuses. <laughs> but then I thought, I, I want to help everyone. So if some people can't afford it, then just come along. As long as people aren't taking a mick, I want, I want to show people that you will feel better when you move more. Don't matter how much, doesn't matter how little. Take those baby tips and just, I'll show you that fruit exercise, you will feel better mentally and physically. So we agreed on £4. We agreed to put it on Pemby. We agreed to make the first two weeks free of charge to sort of um, embed it and trial it if you like um, and he said should we do it on Monday so on the Thursday I'm, I'm crapping myself a bit then thinking oh, <laughs> we had to go and plan this um, it was easy to plan because I already had everything sort of in my yeah. Head. yeah. but over that weekend I was thinking wow you know when like it's something that you dream of is coming to life it doesn't seem quite real Mm. and then he's like a bit of a pinch me moment definitely and i've yeah. been a few of them along this journey with you guys but mm. that on that monday after the class it was just like a wow that you know it's 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 amazing that's awesome yeah it's just it's just crazy how everything sort of like worked out and and now so so tell us what what we've got what you've got on offer then like this is your chance to sort of sell the fitness classes to the masses yeah so I'll, shall I go with the um, like the Instagram advertisement? Attend five of our classes and you are rock hard abs. <laughs> you do it however you want to do it. Um, but if people no, sue you for false advertisement, not. it's um, not on us and it's not on the Happy Sundays podcast. <laughs> it's on you. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put it on you. You told me to say it. Um, so we at the minute we're running. So it's going to, I don't know when this podcast will go out, but at the minute, it's um, on a Monday at six till seven and seven till eight, we run a boot camp. These boot camps are for everyone. When I say everyone, we've had people who have never trained before come to these classes mm. and they've loved it and they've been coming every week. You know, I, I hope he doesn't mind me name dropping him, but Jim, you know, he came, he's never really been in that environment, but he's not missed a week since. He's loving it. It doesn't matter how old you are. We have people in, the, we've had, I think we've had a couple of people in the teens, mainly sort of young 20s. We've had people in the 50s. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. They're great if you're coming back from an injury. They're great if you've had bad experiences in the gym because you'll be put through everything. You'll be put through your paces. Don't get me wrong. You'll be a sweaty tomato <laughs> after it, as some people like to tell me. Um, but you'll enjoy it. You know, the thing that I like the most about these classes is how everyone comes together, especially at the end when everyone's basically talking about how knackered they are or, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying, but Craig and Philip are talking about what they're getting from the Chinese. <laughs> after, after just <laughs> spending know? an hour doing exercise so, class. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not as they there. No, but it's great. Everyone sort of has a, a great yeah. togetherness at the end of it. And, you know, people like Sarah tell me every week mm. just how encouraging people are. 
you know, she'll say like Callum and Jerome were so encouraging that week, you know, and how good it is to see how hard people are working. But yeah, on a Monday, a seven, six or seven and seven slate, we have boot camp. Then we introduced a box fit class on a Thursday, which is going to change to a Wednesday in April. And this again, it's not a professional boxing class by any means. You're going to be hitting a few pads. You're going to be doing a bit of bodyweight exercise and you'll love it. Sometimes people find nothing better than throwing a few punches after a day at work. Um, and unfortunately, we haven't got, uh, we can't put people's faces on the pads, but you can pretend if you've got any anger towards any siblings or what have you. <laughs> But no, it's 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 great to see everyone enjoying that as well. It's awesome, and as I said, you know, I've been to the classes. I really enjoy them. A lot of people involved with the football side of it have now come to them. Um, I think you had a record at the start of the year, didn't you? Did did, did we have an attendance record that's been set very recently? Yeah, so I think in the first, I think in total during the week we had fifty three people in total, which is crazy. To the that's fifty fifty three people from the local community that either for whatever reason, want to get back into training, don't feel comfortable training, um, just want to feel get fit again or, or just want to do it to help their own sort of weight loss journey or weight gain journey if need be. That's 53 people that come along to these classes and they're enjoying it and, you know, they've got you to thank I for know. that, which you must it must be such a humbling sort of feeling. It is like the fingers of me, I come away from that and I just thought, you know, I got to help. You know, on one night mm. it was 32 people. I got to help 32 people. Even get one step closer to their goals. You know, I'm not going to yeah. say that that one class is going to change their life. It's not. Mm. But I got to help them on their way in some way. And that that means that's what I'm. That's why I do this. And you mentioned it very briefly a minute ago, but again, I just want to sort of like put it out there and, and really push it. But you said that if, you know, if for whatever reason people cannot afford that £4 to just come and see you, just turn up and come and see you and mention it. Yeah, absolutely. We do a similar thing with football now, don't we? Um, yeah. You know, it, I don't, especially now, I don't think money should be an issue with you. You know, it mm. should be... I don't want to sound like Molly May and say everyone's got the same time, <laughs> same hours in a day, but I truly believe that's no matter if it's 15 minutes, you know, no matter if it's an hour coming to a class and you can't afford it, you should be able to spend time on yourself to progress because honestly, you'll see just how much better you'll feel. Um, sometimes you don't know how crap you feel about yourself until you start training and you instantly start feeling better about yourself. And um, with the classes, so... Have you got any plans for future classes at all? Anything that you've not covered in the box fit and the boot camps that you think will maybe be put into its own sort of category that we could maybe look at in the future? Or are you sort of like pretty just sort of set on box fit and boot camp at the minute? So I think my idea is I want to keep boot camp the same. Boot camp will stay like that because it gives people a chance to lift some weights. You know, people mm. are being introduced to exercises and to equipment they've never seen before, or they've or, or they've been too scared to use, or they don't know how to use correctly without injuring themselves. Mm. So that's my idea with a Monday, with a with a Wednesday, um, which will be. I want to rotate, so I want to start venturing into new things when we get some new equipment, so stuff like body pump. Legs, bums and tums is always something that a lot of people have taken interest in recently. Um, mm. And we've got Holly on board now, who's running a Pilates class on a Wednesday, yes. who is keen to get um, everyone in for a Zumba class as well. Okay. So she said that she's got some fancy equipment for it. So I don't know if um, a few of the lads will get some fancy equipment on and shake the hips. <laughs> but it's, it's good the directions we're going in because yeah. people have 
had really good feedback from the Pilates class as well. Exactly. Just give Holly a shout out, by the way, um, for, for, for her and the Pilates. Just sort of let people know a little bit about her in, in a bit more detail, if you will. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to change. So Wednesdays, St. Paul, St. Paul's High School on Fairbank Road, uh, five till six, she does a Pilates class. This is great, again, for beginners um, or intermediate level. She does it really well in terms of always having sort of an easier and a harder option with the exercises. Mm. You know, everyone's made to feel welcome and she really fits into what we're all about in terms of how she approaches people and how everyone's just welcomed on board. Oh, brilliant. I was just sort of coming towards the end of this podcast now. I just want to sort of take things back to you again now for a little bit. So so in terms of you going to the gym yourself, how often do you go then a, a week? How often do you, would you say that you sort of dedicate some time to yourself for your own exercise? So I've never, I think the gym can be quite a daunting place for a lot of people. Mm. I've only had two bad experiences with the gym. Shortly after I had my operation, I felt I've never felt uneasy with like that going into a gym. I felt really anxious and then I turned around and walked away. Wow. I went in and just cracked some of it. Yeah, because I felt really, really skinny, you know, and I thought people will look at me and go, wow, you know, he's skinny. You're getting your head of it though. Yeah. Mm. But other than that, the gym's always been a safe place for me. You know, I'll stick my headphones in and I'll go gym. Recently, I've been going with um, a couple of people from Happy Sundays, you know, Callum and Craig have been good gym partners for me as well, but mm. quite often I like I enjoy going on my own. It's always been an escape. It's never been like a chore for me. Yeah. So I train about four or five times a week um, alongside with the football as yeah. well to get my only cardio in. <laughs> and you mentioned then that you sometimes put your headphones in. So again, that was one of my other questions. So what sort of like music slash podcast, if you listen to them as well, this one, by the way, um, what sort of ones like, get you moving and get sort of the blood flowing in the, um, and get you sort of like in, in the groove, if you like. I know it sounds a bit like I'm sitting on the fence, but a bit of everything. I've never been a massive, massive music person. Okay. Um, the only person, the only people I won't listen to is uh, Oasis. It's fair enough, not for everyone. <laughs> Could no, cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, a bit of everything. Um, so <laughs> I never thought I'd be into sort of like heavy metal or anything like that, but going into the gym it's a really good solution to to really get you going but then you'd yeah. have old classic dance music or you know old indie music or stuff like that you know i'm big into nostalgia in terms of that so if songs remind me of like school or whatever and it's like remixed into something mm. it's out it's good to keeps you pumped in the gym i think okay one of the last questions that i've got for you and i deliberately waited till sort of like the end and the last sort of question to ask you this because i think it's a. Uh... I think it's quite a it's a bit of a weird question to ask. And I just want to see how you answer it. So I'll, I'll just come out with it because there's no easy way of me asking it. So I've wrote down. So how how does someone whose job it is to motivate somebody stay motivated themselves? Yeah, it's <laughs> you just I just seen you sort of do a little bit of an eye roll then, like, oh God, I don't think you're expecting no. that sort of question, were you? No, like <laughs> no way expecting that, but I, I do ask myself quite like quite a lot because some days, honestly. I had this conversation with someone, it's like I was saying before to you, you know, you roll over your words if mm. you're talking too much, but it can be quite can be quite lonely um, in terms of you're there to support people, uh, but I've had coaches in the past, so it's quite, it's helped me in that sense. Um, keeping moving, you know, obviously like mental health with anyone can spiral. Mm. It can be up and down day by day. And if you get up and you're not in the mood, well, I think... I like to believe I can manage it quite well in terms of making sure I get enough rest, making sure you drink enough water, 
um, making sure I know what days to rest on as well. Like I've got football tonight, so I've rested today. And I know that I won't be absolutely dying for my clients tomorrow because sometimes you can just burn out. And on a personal level, mm. burnout makes you not enjoy what you love. Um, I don't know if you've been through it yourself, but it's not nice at all. And I've been through that a couple of times and you sort of see the signals. So to keep me motivated, I think someone said to me once, um, I can't remember how it started, but he said to me, you were a walking advert for yourself. <laughs> okay. you <know? laughs> Wow. <laughs> and, it, and it makes sense in terms of, you know, practice what you preach um, in yeah. terms of good health. Yeah, yeah. But I keep that in mind in terms of you've got to look happy and you've got to look like you enjoy what you do to keep other people motivated. So that yeah. does keep me motivated. I think motivated. If, if, the instru- if, if you can see that your essentially your trainer or slash instructor is, is, is enjoying it and enjoys what they do, that's going to make you enjoy the session with them. If they, if you turn to a session and the instructor looks miserable, or they look like they're not enjoying it, or they're rather constantly on the phone, or they're they, yeah, just sort of like staring to the sky, daydreaming, you're going to be a bit like, hold on a minute, how just how invested in me is this person? You know, yeah. it actually is this person. Whereas someone who's like like yourself, like you said, they're like you know walking advert if you like and practicing what you preach. It's going to go a long way for people, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I. I like to believe I, I give so much to what I do hmm. um, so much thought it does take a lot out of you but you know it makes getting up early to you know go and see people like yourself hmm. you know when you come away from those sessions absolutely buzzing you can you can have a bad day but then it'll just be one client who is I had someone today and she hit um, a 60 gram 60 gram <laughs> 60 kilogram deadlift wow. she's been struggling in terms of strength yeah and that's a good lift but she's had she's sort of hit a plateau and today she hit that and she was absolutely buzzing and you know you get people at the end of their sessions thanking you mm. you know not only obviously you've got to make a living so they're paying you but they're thanking you at the end yeah. and i'm just like wow it's, it's just crazy like i can't believe that happens but yeah they, when they walk away buzzing or you know they've reached a new lift or they've lost a better weight or they just feel a lot better or they'll tell me that you know they've just been complimented by someone and Mm. it's it's great so to bring this sort of like to an end to a close now so someone's listening they've never been to one of our fitness classes before they want to come along um what would be your top sort of three sort of tips for an absolute beginner it's thinking of coming along to one of your classes or or going and joining the gym and get you some advice off you what sort of things would you give them as tips just to sort of wrap things up then so my my number one tip and i preach it all the time on instagram is just move that that can seem quite patronizing to a lot of people but to put it in sort of put it into my terms mm-hmm. if you we've been stuck in lockdown for two years you know we're out of it now but you've been people have been not hardly moving and eating what they were when they were moving, if that makes sense. So yes. Put on, yeah. I estimated a lot of people have put on around 15 pounds, 16 pounds. So I think that people have put on about a pound a month mm. in lockdown, you know, and they've gained over a stone, which is understandable if they've kept the same diet they had, but still move less. So yeah. now what we want to do is flip that. So we'll just move a little bit more every single day. You know, if you're, if you're, if you've got any bad habits, you know, if you're a smoker, if you like to drink, if you like a takeaway too many times a week, don't give them up yet. Don't give them up because you'll resent the process. Start moving yourself a little bit more each day 
And what will happen is you'll start respecting your body a little bit more. So any bad habits that you do have, you'll quit on your own terms. You'll stop when you're ready and you won't resent what you're doing. Okay. So don't give up what you enjoy. Um, if someone told me to give up Greg's, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but, you know, if, if I think it was uh, Tony Robbins who said, like, every, each year we promise to give up something. But why don't we promise to gain something? I'm going to promise myself to gain better health. I'm going to promise myself to improve at football. I'm going to promise myself to um, attend the gym once a week. So stop quitting in that sense because you quickly overwhelm yourself. Um, so my one piece of advice would be just move a little bit more yesterday than you did um, a little bit more today than you did yesterday and a little bit more tomorrow than you do today. Honestly, we'll go so far and all these baby steps will lead up. Oh, brilliant. That's that. I mean, that is awesome, awesome advice. And it's, it's advice that was very similar to that, that, that Mark gave out when I asked him that sort of question towards the end of his podcast. And I just think, like you say, you know, the, 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 little, the little things that you do, these baby steps and in inverted commas that, that people take, they all add up to a, a real sort of big picture. So, yeah, hopefully people listening in will take a lot from that and we'll come along to the classes. So, again, just to reiterate, Monday nights, six till seven, seven till eight. That is our boot camp. That is four pound a session. If for whatever reason you can't afford that, come along anyway. Speak to Hayden, and I'm sure we'll be able to sort you out. And then we also have on Thursday nights, six till seven, seven till eight. Also at St Paul's High School on Fairback Road in Winningshire. That is the box fit sessions. Uh, you will need boxing gloves for that one. Is that right? Yes. Yep. And again, if for whatever reason you can't afford any boxing gloves, speak to us. Message the page. Message. message the Happy Sundays page. You can find all of our details on www.happysundays.co.uk. Message someone on there. Let us know that, you know, you maybe can't get hold of some boxing gloves for whatever reason. I will should be able to sort you out so that you can still come along and still take part. Uh, if you want to follow Hayden, he can be found on Instagram at... Um, HDFitness um, underscore wellbeing. And then I'm on, I'm on Facebook as well, which I think is the same. I'll have to double check that, but yeah, you'll, you'll find me somewhere. Yeah, I'll put, um, when I do the description for the podcast, I'll put the links in for that as well so that people can just click it and get directly straight to you. Um, Hayden, it's been an absolute honour and a pleasure having you on. Thank you very much for taking the time out and, and being with us and, and chatting to us about your own sort of personal journey and how it all sort of fits into Happy Sundays and giving us information about the classes. It's been an absolute pleasure, as I say. And yeah, hopefully, you know, this gets out to the masses and more and more people come and join our classes and enjoy sort of spending time with you and getting advice for their fitness journey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly, I say to you guys all the time, it's, so, it's such a pleasure to be a part of this and to be a part of such, um, a, I want to say a great cause, but, you know, such a great community. I guess it's um, like a family base now, isn't it? Mm, exactly. Well, I will, I've kept you far too long, so we'll let it get going. And I'll hopefully see you at football tonight, funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah. Well, uh, again, Hayden Delbridge, everyone. Thanks very much. Thank you.